Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. Bonus breakfast. Bakery section. <laughs> Today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? We mentioned SNL and, right. you know, I know that uh, you're a person that has flown out to New York to actually with The way it works is... And you can expand on this, obviously. Right. You know, if they if they really want you to audition for SNL, there might be some preliminary rounds, but then eventually they'll fly you to New York, where right. you're going to audition for Lorne Michaels and a bunch of other people. And you actually did that. Uh, how was that process for you? It was an interesting process for me. It was uh, I hadn't been out here very. Uh, you know, it was it's something that was always always my dream, and I love SNL so much. And uh, there was a lady named Ann Beats who was one of the first writers for SNL. And uh, she had come to see me in a show, and she loved what I did. And she said, uh, "You should do a reel." So I did a reel, and uh, she she looked at it and she said, "Okay," and she sent it to SNL. I didn't have an agent or a manager at the time that had that kind of gusto, so she sent it to SNL, and that was like G- uh, July thirtieth, and. August 5th, I got a call and said, you're flying to New York. You're, you know, we're flying you to New York. We want you to be in, blah, blah, blah. And so, so me and 25 other guys, uh, I don't even think it was 25, but it was 20, 20 something guys did, uh, we auditioned at a comedy club called Comic Strip Live. And a lot of people from the Groundlings and from different places, UCB, all these different joints, they came and everybody did their their thing, whatever they wanted to do. And I approached it very much like stand-up in the fact that you usually do three characters and three impressions. And I did 14 impressions in one character because I really wanted to do that. And um, uh, it was the year Jimmy Fallon had left. And so as I'm flying to New York, um, I'm I'm waiting to get on the plane and Jimmy Fallon is getting on the plane. And so... I'm like, oh my God, this is so weird. And so, um, so I get on the plane and I say, I see Jimmy sitting in first class and I'm like, I I gotta say something to Jimmy Fallon. And so I said, uh, Hey Jimmy, I don't want to bother you, but I'm, I'm auditioning for your, your spot in SNL right now. It was like, Oh my God, that's so great. That's so great. What's your name? What's your name, Philip? <laughs> and so I'm walking back to business class because he's in first and we're in business. I mean, I'm in coach, and he's like, "Oh my God, Philip, you're gonna be great. Just have a good time." And he yelled at me the whole way back. So as as much crap as Jimmy Fallon will get over the years, I'll always think, "Wow, that was so nice of him to to do that for me." So, but um, it was hilarious. I was in New York. I didn't know anybody there. No one. No one in New York, Brent. And um, I'm walking down. I, I decided that I'd been to New York a couple of times, but not very often. I said, I'm going to go touch the the handles of the Ed Sullivan Theater for good luck for me to yeah. go do this because I love David Letterman also. And so I was walking from my hotel to, to, to the Late Show Theater, to the Ed Sullivan Theater. And I'm walking down there, and I, and I see it's way down the street. And I'm auditioning tomorrow, and I said – I can't do this. I don't have time for this. I need to go and go to sleep and rehearse my bits. So I turn around and I come face to face, Brent, with a girl that I went to high school in Sulphur Springs with who was working at Random House now in New York. I hadn't talked to her since high school. I hadn't seen her. But it was like, I was like, oh my God, 
and we were, it was in my running crew and it was like, what are you doing here? And so we, we caught up and I said, I'm auditioning for SNL tomorrow night at this club. You should come. So she actually got to see my audition at the comedy, at the, at the comedy club there in New York. And so while, after we finished, I went across the street to a bar and we were sitting there and we were like, ah, and she was like, you were great. You were great. Blah, blah, blah. And so, so while we're sitting there, what was her name? Her name is, uh, 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 his name, her name is Carrie Flora. Carrie Flora. Carrie Flora. From Sulphur Springs. From Sulphur so Springs. It's so crazy that it's you so ran into weird. somebody. Yeah. And so we got the call that while I was sitting there at the bar that I was going to get a call back for SNL. And it was so weird. And I was just like over the moon yelling and screaming. And the bar was like excited. And they said, we're paying for your drinks. And so it was like, thanks, 12 Diet Cokes. Awesome. You know? <laughs> and so, um, but uh, no, it was great. And then I did the 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 screen test the other day, uh, the next day, and the thing that had saved me the most in the world are the SNL best of CDs because they had just come out. Those best SNL DVDs, the Will Ferrell one in particular had his audition on it. And so you watched it and you saw the room is quiet. There's very little laughter. You see kind of what's happening. And that is exactly what happens. So... Uh, the I it is this this moment in my life um, is one of my favorite moments. Period. But it's the only one of the few moments in my life that I remember like it was like it was like you see the tape like it's an outside of your body experience. So I get to Thirty Rock. I go to my dressing room. I rehearse. I rehearse. I rehearse. And then I unfortunately was the first person to go, which is so much pressure and so ridiculous. So they bring me out, and I'm standing on the on the stage, the home home plate, home base at, at, at in Studio at H, where they do the monologues, and you're seeing that, and and so um, so I'm standing there, and I had my George W. Bush wig. That was the only prop I bought brought with me because I really wanted that, and so I was setting that up, and out of the darkness, Lauren Michaels comes up to me, and I'm like, I, I look and I see him, and he goes, "Hi, Philip. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lauren." And I was like, "Hi." And he goes, do you have everything you need? I said, yeah, I'm just going to do this extra bit with the Bushwig. That's great. That's great. Uh, just have fun. And then he walks back into the darkness and he nice. yells to the to the, um, to the the floor manager, says, is Philip going to say his name or someone going to say it for him? And then he turns and looks at me and he says, I'd like to make this as much like a police lineup as we can. <laughs> And so then I did my bit and I didn't get it, um, which is sad, but it was, it was fine. Uh, the lady at, uh, the, the producer at SNL, a lady named Marcy Klein, uh, who is a brilliant lady and a big fan of mine. She actually called my manager and said, we love Philip. We think Philip's great. Philip's like Daryl. We have Daryl. And so, um, so years later, fast forward, I finally met Daryl Hammond and I'd never met him before, and I was always a fan of Daryl's. And I said, "Hey, Daryl, this is funny. I did this. I auditioned for the show, and when they said it, when I when I did it, he go, I, this is what happened." And I told him that, and he goes, "That's so funny," because he said the first time I auditioned, he said, "They said we love Daryl. We think Daryl's great. We have Phil. Mm-hmm. He's like Phil." So it was wow. like, "Oh, so well, it's all about timing. It's all you know, about timing too." So and, yeah. 
And I but, love SNL. You know, it's still it's still great uh, that you've done that, and uh, thank you for sharing that with us. It's always like one of those mystifying because it's all it's 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 easy for like somebody like Jimmy Fallon to tell his stories, like yeah, and then I got it right. You know. Right. Uh, but but just the whole thing is like to get that far is that's something that's an accomplishment in and, and of it's itself. A, it's it's very few people get to do it, and a lot of people didn't get it. You know, Steve. And to be able to look Lorne Michaels straight in the eye and live to tell about it. <laughs> I mean, and, and here's the here's the thing here's the thing that's really weird is so the here's and if that wasn't my weirdest uh, Lorne Michaels story, here's the weirdest. So. Um, I did not get SNL, but I was like, I was bound and determined to get SNL because as as you know, I try to make the most of any opportunity right. I get in acting. So I called New York in the spring and said, called Marcy Klein and said, hey, Marcy, I'm going to be in New York this, this month, uh, this next weekend. I would love to come and see SNL if I'm there. And so thinking... They're not going to say anything. It's a good way for my name to get back out there. And she said, great. We'd love to have you. And I said, awesome. Great. So I hung up the phone. I got online and bought tickets to New York because I was not going right. to New York. Wow. And so I bought tickets to New York and I got there. And when I got there, they had me uh, They had me tickets to the show and tickets to the after, show, after party. And then um, I was sitting next to Rosario Dawson in the guest of the guest seats. And uh, at the after party, I talked to all the people that were in this, you know, I was friends with some cast members and stuff like that. My manager at the time represented Rachel Dratch. So I talked to her, hung out with a lot of people and stuff like that. So, but I didn't want to overstay my welcome because I didn't want to be like a fanboy that didn't get it. I just wanted to kind of, you know, I stayed there, did the experience, but, you know, didn't overdo it. So at the end of the night, I went over to, um, Marcy Klein and thanked her. I was like, I wanted to thank her for having me and say I wanted to see her again. And she goes, oh, so good to see you. I say, come with me just a second. And she takes me to this table and she goes, hey, this is Philip. He auditioned in the fall. And she grabs my shoulders and shoves me in a booth and walks away. And it's me and Lauren Michaels in the booth at the after party and he's drinking his wine. Wow. And we talked about the show that had just happened and we talked a little bit about you know, uh, our mutual friend Ann Beats and stuff like that. And then <laughs> and then I said, oh, my God, I'm sitting with Lauren Michaels. I have to get out of here before I screw it up. So I thanked him for the opportunity and thanked him for the show and graciously backed out before I was taken away by security. But that was the most intimidating moment I've ever said. I got to be honest, it would be a better story if you got taken away by security. I know, but, it would uh, be a better story. It would be a better story. <laughs> but I'm but glad you didn't. My point is, you know, I, I, they, they did like me and I, I found that, I found that to be so intimidating because when I made that phone call, it just is a lesson to you to take some chances and call some people and right. say some things that, you know, make, make those moments happen because that's a, that's a moment you didn't think was going to happen. And Lord knows, when I was a little kid in East Texas watching SNL, I never thought I would get to be on that stage, much less audition, much less get to meet the creator. So, yeah. 